Hi, it's Raina G with the Holistic Health Hotline. We're talking about America today. We're talking about um, animals today, your earth walk. We're talking about politics. So pay attention, listen to the whole thing, because there's lots of things to learn about. Um, next time I come on, we'll talk specifically about a couple of diseases that people are asking me about and what to do to get yourself back into balance regarding those. But I have a couple of issues. Um, most people don't realize, I guess, and some people wouldn't care, that we are killing off buffalo like crazy in uh, Yellowstone National Park. Over 1,100 of them have been slaughtered this year because of fears coming from the farmers in Montana and probably some other reasons that haven't come out as truthful. So they're hurting the buffalo, which is a very sacred animal um, to Native Americans. It's, it resides in the north, which is the healing part of our circle, and uh, the white buffalo, of course, being extremely sacred. And, and it is a special animal. If you've ever been to Yellowstone or other places where the buffalo roam, um, they're quite majestic and uh, depicted wrongly in many of our movies and and, um, and books about the Wild West. and how people chase the buffalo down, and um, even Kevin Costner's movie wasn't correct. But you will find, if you talk to the elders of many of the Western tribes, that the buffalo were animals and still are. That that if you go to a herd of buffalo and need one to survive and live on and shoot that buffalo, the other buffalo will look at you almost as if asking, do you also need me? which is very sacrificial, um, but they do it out of their mission for being here. And um, it's hurt me physically, internally, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually that every night I get a, uh, a news alert that 600 more buffalo or 60 more or 80 more are being slaughtered. So be aware of that, and if you are um, at all inclined, start writing the U.S. government again because the reason... One of the reasons that the buffalo are being herded is because the government several decades ago and again two decades ago and again ten years ago was supposed to supply and provide ways to keep the buffalo from roaming and looking for food and, and all you have to do is provide them with food um, and they won't roam uh, so that they wouldn't go into unchartered territories where livestock are and uh, and threaten the health of the livestock. Um, Instead of checking to see if they're sick first, they just slaughter them first. So that's something to be aware of because I am talking about nature today. We've gone past the first day of spring and Easter, and, and um, we lost some of our vegetables this morning in a frost that wasn't predicted, nor was I being as aware as I usually am of what's going on with the weather. So we lost tomatoes and, and a few things like that, but we kept our greens. So there's lots of things happening that, that have to do with spring and have to do with animal nature. You'll see a lot of birds, for instance, especially are, are quite visibly um, nesting and beginning their nesting. Um, and uh, uh, other animals are coming out of hibernation. You know, the bear is coming out of hibernation. Insects are coming out of hibernation looking for new places to begin their nests. It's all the same thing that we do. We come out of hibernation after the winter also and start to look for who we're going to be and how we're going to be in our world. But our world, of course, is is um, 
in chaos and traumatic. And somebody sent me an email. I think it was Lori. Lori, thank you for forwarding that. I'm actually going to share it here, um, which is kind of unusual, but I guess not that unusual, because it's an email that speaks to uh, all the things that we're hearing in politics today and what many, many people feel. And what it says is, wouldn't it be great to turn on the TV and hear any U.S. presidential candidate, Democrat, Democrat or Republican, give the following speech. I'm going to read it to you. My fellow Americans, as you all know, the defeat of the Iraq regime has been completed. Since Congress does not want to spend any more money on this war, our mission in Iraq is complete. This morning I gave the order for a complete removal of all American forces from Iraq. This action will be complete within 30 days. It is now time to begin the reckoning. Before me, I have two lists. One list contains the names of countries which have stood by our side during the Iraq conflict. This list is short. The United Kingdom, Spain, Bulgaria, Australia, and Poland are some of the countries listed there. The other list contains every one not on the first list. Most of the world's nations are on that list. My press secretary will be distributing copies of, of both lists later this evening. Let me start by saying that effective immediately, foreign aid to those nations on list two ceases immediately and indefinitely. The money saved during the first year alone will pretty much pay for the costs of the Iraq war. Then every year thereafter, it'll go to our social security system so it won't go broke in 20 years. The American people are no longer going to pour money into third world hell holes and watch those government leaders grow fat on corruption. Need help with a famine? Wrestling with an epidemic? Call someone else. In the future, together with Congress, I will work to redirect this money towards solving the vexing social problems we still have at home. On that note, a word to terrorist organizations. Mess with us, and we will hunt you down and eliminate you and all your friends from the face of the earth. Thirsting for a gutsy country to terrorize? Try somewhere else. I am ordering the immediate severing of diplomatic relations with France, Germany, and Russia. Thanks for all your help. We are retiring from NATO as well. I have instructed the mayor of New York City to begin towing the many U.N. diplomatic vehicles located in Manhattan with more than two unpaid parking tickets to sites where those vehicles will be stripped, shredded, and crushed. We don't care about whatever treaty pertains to this. You have tens of thousands of unpaid tickets. Pay those tickets tomorrow or watch your precious Benzes and Beamers and limos be turned over to some of the finest chop shops in the world. A special note to our neighbors, Canada is on list too. Since we are likely to be seeing a lot more of each other, let's try not getting each other angry. Mexico is also on list too. Its president and his entire corrupt government really need an attitude adjustment. I will have a couple extra thousand tanks and infantry divisions sitting around since the war in Iraq is over. Guess where I'm going to put them? Oh, by the way, the United States is abrogating the NAFTA treaty starting now. We are tired of the one-way highway. Immediately we'll be drilling for oil in Alaska, which will take care of this country's oil needs for decades to come. If you're an environmentalist who opposes this decision, I refer you to List 2, to the country, and move there. It is time for America to focus on its own welfare and its own citizens. Some will accuse us of isolationism. I answer them by saying, darn tootin'. Nearly a century of trying to help folks live a decent life around the world has only earned us the undying en enmity of just about everyone on the planet. It is time to eliminate hunger in America. It is time to eliminate homelessness in America. To the nations on list one, a final thought. Thank you. We owe you and we won't forget. To the nations on list two, a final thought. 
you might want to learn to speak Arabic. God bless America. Not damn it. If you can read this, thank a teacher. If you're listening to it, also thank a teacher. If you're listening or reading it in English, thank a soldier. That was sent to me uh, by one of my fans who listens to me, I think, in Georgia and um, was sent to her by someone from some other state who was sent to him from someone in some other state. A lot of common feelings, a lot of things that people are feeling very strongly about and should. Um, we we have serious problems in the United States, and, it's, and it does affect our health, regardless of whether you think it does or not. It's not our health is not just a health care system. Our health is a balance. It is a balance of mind, body, and spirit. Whatever we are thinking, whatever we are being told to think, affects us physically. Whatever we are eating and drinking, whatever we are being told to eat and drink, affects us spiritually. Whatever we are believing or being told to believe, whatever words people are using to make us believe that, affect us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Environmentalists are sometimes a little bit too radical and they don't see the big picture. I ask two questions always whenever I say or do anything. Am I doing this in the highest and best interest of everyone, including myself? And am I coming from love or fear? If I'm coming from fear, I need to face those fears. I need to understand what they are and then find the way to only come from love. There's an old Indian proverb it says, treat the earth well. It was not given to you by your parents. It was loaned to you by your children. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And then another one, which is a Cree prophecy. Only after the last tree has been cut down, only after the last river has been poisoned, only after the last fish has been caught, only then will you find that money cannot be eaten. Pass these words on. And I also want to share with you... Um, Something, of course, that I wrote a long time ago, which, which hopefully is still in many people's hands, but it's about the Earth Walk from Book One, which is Chapter Five or Six in Book One. Um, I think if we do our Earth Walks more often, that we will have more courage and more alignment and more harmony, more uh, more vision and understanding what our mission is here on Earth and how to change what's going on on a global. Um, in a global way and, and then in our own backyards. Uh, just so much anger, so much fear, so much trepidation, so much um, belief that one person is going to save us and that person walks the earth. Well, we have other things to think about and a higher self to look to. Um, in that chapter that I'm, that I'm going to paraphrase or read to you, it's, it's more about you and starting with you because it is up to you. It says, begin your earth walk by loving yourself, not with ego or false pride or bravado, but with unconditional truth. If you are afraid, face your fear. If you feel shame or anger or hatred for yourself, know that these emotions also come from fear and face them. If you don't believe you deserve to be loved, or that you're good enough, or that you're as beautiful, handsome, or smart as someone else. Face those feelings and know that they too come from fear and not love. Look that reflection in the eye and say, I love you. I will never hurt you or deny you, never lie to you, steal from you, or kill you. 
You are my best friend, and I'll do everything I can to keep you well and happy and full of joy. Look harder in that mirror and say, I forgive you. The mind, the body, and the spirit need to hear you and feel you loving yourself before they can work with you to help you heal and keep you well. Look in the mirror every single day and let that special person know how important and necessary and wonderful they are. Once we've taken a good look at ourselves, we need to better understand our relationship to nature. The spider, because of the weather, go outside. A part of you is every tree, every flower, and every animal. Native Americans respect the spirit in every living thing and teach us to honor the gifts from the Creator. Maple trees show us that change can be beautiful and that life as we know it may end, but spring always brings rebirth. The armadillo sleeps on its back, exposing its soft underbelly. He teaches us that vulnerability is a part of life and may help us to learn trust and faith. The hawk has keen vision and sees all things while also picking out details. Looking at the whole picture can teach us to heal. Rose bushes have thorns, but we give the flowers to represent our love, reminding us that love should have no conditions. The rose also teaches us strength through silence. The word silent is an anagram for listen, and only when we are truly silent can we hear the messages from Mother Earth. Daffodils push through the snow, announcing preparedness for spring. Their yellow horns teach us to face each new day with courage. All trees have roots and proudly reach toward heaven, swaying in the wind and branching in all directions. Evergreens teach us balance between our emotions and physical pain. They withstand the winter and the changes of the seasons without losing their presence or their color. Aspen trees, though, teach us about our connection to each other. Though each individual tree is unique, each is connected to all other aspens through their root systems. Many animals teach us the basic rules, and God smiles a little when we finally catch on. If you steal, a raccoon will be your totem, as he is the masked robber who scurries in the night. If you put too much energy into storing and saving your worldly goods as if they were yours, you are like the squirrel and will someday learn that you no longer remember where you hid your wealth. Even weeds have lessons. Dandelions populate our yards in the spring and we hasten to kill them with chemicals. Dandelion roots are blood cleansers given to us to clean our bloodstreams after the long winter. Milk thistle and other weed cleanses the liver and peppermint can soothe the stomach and intestines. What do you see when you look around you? If you have a dog by your side, you are being given loyalty and unconditional love. If the sky is blue, it's reflecting the oceans and seas that surround us and is also a reflection of the water within us, our communication through the power of water. If a deer stands in front of you, she's reminding you to be gentle with yourself and with others. When you stretch your arms and reach for the sky, you are doing what every creature does every day. Stretching is one of the keys you need to heal. Your dog or cat stretches before sleeping and as soon as they awake. Your bird stretches its wings and even a whale will roll and stretch its flippers. Most people have gotten more aware of the need for exercise but have forgotten entirely about stretching. Our joints, muscles, bones, and circulatory system need to be stretched so that energy can flow unimpeded and the lymphatic system can continue cleansing. Face the east as you stretch and give thanks for your breath. The east is the direction of new birth and sunshine, the home of the eagle and the color orange. The east reminds us that all things come to a new day and to be grateful for the first breath you take in the morning. Breathe deeply to expand your chest and lungs. Feel the energy of the air around you and within you. 
When we're depressed, tired, frustrated, or afraid, the East lets us see the light. All things are cyclical, and our circular path will always bring us back to this point. Don't be afraid of your pain or disease. Breathe in all that the Earth and God the Creator have given you. Fly high like the eagle and soar above the feelings of abandonment or low self-esteem. Each day is the morning of the rest of your life. Instead of harboring negativity, let the sun rise and recharge you, even if it's behind a cloud or busy with a rainstorm. Even then, the sun is still there. Turn toward the south, and as you do, feel your connection to the earth and its fire. You are a warm-blooded being, and your body should reflect that warmth in every part of you. If your feet are cold, ask yourself first if you are afraid to move forward. If you have no fear, let the warmth from your heart fill your next step. You are on earth for a reason, and part of every human's mission is to be a part of humanity. Earth is your partner and will help you. The South is our soul, the color red. When we face the South, we ask the questions that have no answers, because the questions are the answers. Why are we here? Why do I hurt? When will I feel better? What's my purpose? Expect no response. By asking the questions, you are fulfilling one of the goals of our spirit. It is in the asking that we become who we were intended to be. The animal of the South is the coyote, the trickster. Don't let your mind interfere. This is not the direction for the mind. The mind will analyze and ask more questions that truly have no answers. The mind will trick you into believing you know more than the next person, more than your parents, more than your creator, more than God. There is no room for control. Control is an illusion and is only possible if others allow it. Trusting the soul and its purpose is our sole reason for being. Trust your existence. Trust your intuition and experience. Don't think it. Feel it. When you are comfortable in the presence of your spirit, turn toward the west. The bear retires to its cave, and so must you. Be still with yourself and listen to your body. Go into the darkness of the past. Don't be afraid. Things happen to you as a child. Memories of judgment, physical pain, fear, and loneliness. Your mother didn't hug you enough. Your father was too strict and was never home. Your sister seemed more loved or your brother was the favorite. Someone left you when you didn't think they should have. You tried to change someone, believing this was your mission and within your power. When they didn't change, or you couldn't save them, rescue them, mold them into your vision, your expectations, broke your heart. You were always the one who had to care for everyone else. You carried the load, and it broke your back. You never felt support for anything you did, and now you carry the pain in your legs and your shoulders and your shoulders. You went to church, prayed for help and forgiveness, cried yourself to sleep, and felt abandoned by God. And now your feet are swollen, your stomach is on fire, and you're sure no one cares. All of these emotions and events have brought you to this moment, every moment a gift on your journey. Though some were painful, they were part of your process, your development, your reason. Take the lessons and let go of the memory. If there are tears, let them be. If there is anger, let it be. If there is an overwhelming feeling of hopelessness or loss or unjust pain, let it be. Know that the cave is your sacred space, and as you go through the memories, you come closer to emerging from the darkness. When you feel ready, turn toward the north. 
the healing direction, the home of the white buffalo, where night turns into day. Feel the strength that comes from knowing your beginning, your reason, and your past. Let that energy flow through you and once again remind you that you are precious and unique and more than worth it. Clear your mind and your memory so only life can fill the void. Give your inner child the chance to make his or herself known. Our inner child allows us the freedom to play, to be truthful, and to look at life with a positive immortality. Nothing can harm us. There's no such thing as death or dying. This is the part of us that wants to live forever and believes we can. This is also the part of us that cries out for attention, feels lost and confused, and needs a gentle hand. So often we find ourselves tearful for no reason, or rebelling when we know we really don't want to. We get stubborn, jealous, envious, stomp our feet, and take the ball and go home. Our wounded inner child is always there and needs to be recognized. It is from this early energy that we begin the patterns of illness and disease. Mom got scared when we fell, so every time we fall as adults, we also get scared. The other kids didn't want to play with us, so as adults we feel insecure in groups and shy at parties. We were laughed at when a pimple appeared on our cheek, so we spend thousands of hours in our lifetimes trying to cover every blemish, be it physical or emotional. Dad didn't like us to cry, or Grandma said be tough, so we armor ourselves and never show our emotions, even though emotions are the mainstay of our conscious energy. Because no one ever asked us how we feel, we don't know. Because medicine was the answer to all our problems, we maintain our reliance on drugs. Because the uniforms of those in authority were drummed into our minds, we bow and obey to all white coats, black robes, or prescription lettering. Depression is your inner child being manipulative. Things haven't gone your way, or so you believe. You had expectations that life would be different, easier, more like someone else's, and life has let you down. Listen. Be silent and listen to the love in your soul. Your life is exactly what it is supposed to be. We have choices. Most people believe free will is a choice to do whatever you want. And if it doesn't turn out your way or the way you wanted it to, you believe you have the choice to manipulate a different ending. Sorry. Acting out your wants and desires with manipulation as the intention is not a choice. Acting them out in fear, with anger, with deception or malice is not a choice. Yes, we have the ability to create our lives and recreate our paths. But if the intention is to change the will of God or our higher self, you will be defeated. Free will is only the choice between good and evil, and that becomes the choice between fear and love. If God is love and you choose any energy other than love of self, of others, of life, and of God, your choices will lead you to illness in your body, your mind, and your spirit. It's time to grow up. That doesn't mean forget your youth, your younger self, that beautiful child within, but banish the brat, the bully, the manipulator, the liar, and the cheat. Send those parts of you to a different plane, a different playground. The possum plays dead to survive. If we play dead, we will surely die. The rat steals in the night, and the weasel's slyness allows him to cheat his prey. Choose higher. Though all creatures are revered as teachers, choose to mimic those with strength, honor, fortitude, wisdom, and courage. We were born with faith and unconditional love. We were taught judgment, anger, fear, hatred, and distrust. As you begin your healing journey, go back and take the hand of your inner child. Ride the wind, lie in the grass, cloud walk, dance in the rain, and smile at every new day.
This is the beginning of your earth walk. This is the road to the cause. That was from Chapter 5 of Book 1, uh, one of the seven basic keys of holistic health. And hopefully all of you have passed a lot of this information on to others by now and, um, and still continue to pass on the podcast, etc. Know that it's very important. We have people who are in trouble in their minds, in their spirits, um, in, in their bodies for sure. So many sick people, so many people coming down with diseases that are, I have never been heard of and uh, symptoms that doctors have no clue about. Coming from the earth itself, from the water, from not just the drugs in the water that have passed through our bodies to get to that water, but from the air, from the chemtrails, from uh, the insecticides, the herbicides, the pesticides, the Superfund sites that were never cleaned up, um, from just all kinds of things, and, and it's time. It's time for the spiritual warriors to start coming together and do what we need to do. And if that affects politics, so be it. And if that affects the world as a whole, so be it. We are not going to have peace and we are not going to have prosperity and health. And none of that's going to mean anything unless the spiritual warriors within start doing what's necessary as a whole to change what's going on around us. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. This is Randy G with the Holistic Health Hotline. Thank you for listening.